Welcome into Jets Nation Radio, sponsored by Betway. Make sure you like and subscribe to Jets Nation Radio so you never miss a podcast. Welcome into Jets Nation Radio. I'm Angus Hout. And as always, be sure to check out the latest NHL odds with online sports book Betway. I mean, you can use future odds here because, I mean, if you want to bet on the Jets to win the Stanley Cup, I don't know if you could find a bet for the next seven years. But at this point, the future's looking bright for our boys in blue. Hey there, Ray. Yeah, it's looking real good. Pretty good forwards and a goalie that looks pretty good. Yeah, uh, well, I guess you, you brought up the yeah. lack of defense. And it, do you think this is going to hinder the Jets in a few years where it's just like, no, nah, we don't need defensemen? Or, I mean, there was, what, four picks for the Jets? Yeah, there was five picks. And I don't think it's a hindrance. Like, we have a lot of young defensemen on the team. And there's always players that you can sign. Like, they signed Sautner, who is in the AHL. Like, there's never going to be, like, like, an, like, a big impact from not picking defensemen in this draft. I think it's just an indicator that the forwards in this draft are just so much more highly coveted than the defensemen were. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what was it? The first five picks were all forwards last night? Uh, no, the first four. First four, my bad. So well, let's let's go over our first round pick yeah. there from Owen Sound, the youngest captain, a guy that could grow a beard from the age of seven. I think the Jets just straight up drafted a full-grown man <laughs> and are lying about his age. Uh, but we got Barlow from Owen yeah. Sound in the OHL. What do you think about this pick? Yeah, like, I didn't think he was going to be available at that pick. Like, he was very rumored to be, like, inching in on that top 10, like, around probably, like, 9 to 13 range. And to be able to get a guy that is, like, he's, like, almost like a complete package besides maybe his, like, playmaking ability and skating – but everything else about his game is just amazing. Like, he has a physical presence. He's a two-way player. He scored 46 goals in 59 games. Like, you don't do that when you're not a really good player. And he was able to score from multiple areas. I saw highlights where he was doing some one-tees, looking like Kyle Connor. And then you see another one where he's driving the net, using his body, and getting, like, an in-between-his-legs goal. Like, this type of guy is, like, you don't find these guys just around like these type of players you need a draft and like they might not be ready right away but like a lot of people are saying that like he is looking like one of the most mature players in this draft and it was and i thought i thought it was really funny um craig button said that he kind of develops like a crush kind of like a player that he really really likes and this year was kobe barlow and it i think it just speaks to how good of a player he is but I think it just speaks to also how good of a person he is. He won the Scholastic Award, which is what Cole Perfetti won and Connor McDavid won. So I think that we have a really good person first, but we also have a really good player behind that person. So you're saying we have Connor McDavid joining our team in the next <laughs> couple of years. Uh, yeah, no, like just everything. Like I'm very much in the same boat as Craig Button, where you just fall in love with the player and Usually I'm kind of whatever, and but this guy, he's won my heart over in just an instant. Just good Canadian kid, and he just wanted to play for a Canadian team. Didn't matter which team, he's happy to be here. So, yeah. uh, and he gives it kind of gives me Rutger McGrody vibes, where it's just yeah. like just a good dude that you want to hang out with. So, I'll take yeah. it. I, I, and a good thing too, also is I'd say his floor is like really high as well. Like if he like. At like top peak, like he could be like that first line guy that's just kind of like I don't want to say Timo Meyer because I'm not sure how physical he is, but kind of that player that can score goals in a lot of different ways 
and create offense in a lot of different ways while having leadership qualities. But if he doesn't reach that, like he's pretty safely almost guaranteed to be like a third line guy that can score like 20 goals at least and maybe like 40 points. So like his floor is a lot safer than say some of the other picks that led up to Barlow. So to be able to get that type of guy who can be like so safe, but to have so much upside as well is pretty good. Were uh, were there any picks in the first round that like really really shocked you? Um, I I was kind of laughing at Arizona's picks. They kind of they didn't take Michkov. They went for Simashev and Boot. So, and not that they're not good players, but like I feel like they had a draft where they had so much opportunity with two top twelve picks, and to like they could have walked out of this draft with Matt Bay Michkov and Zach Benson like. That is something that doesn't come along often. And I think that not that they had a misstep, but I think that they're going to have to prove a lot of people wrong on why they took these players. It wasn't Mishkov saying like he will not play for the Arizona Coyotes. So you can kind of respect that too, because you don't want to get a defenseman developed in the KHL. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get that four year mark or whenever his contract ends and he's like, well, I'm going to wherever it ends up being. Philly, it seems yeah. like now. So you said that the Jets drafted another goaltender, and we were talking about him a little yeah. bit earlier today, or at least you were talking about him. I was reading yeah. messages and uh, stressing about <laughs> work, but that's okay. Uh, so, like, it seems like the Jets are kind of shoring up their goaltending future for like the next three to five years in DV Sentes and Millage, I think. Yeah. Thomas yeah. Millage. Yeah. So, what are the Jets going to do between now and then? Because if we get one more year of Connor Hallibuck, still a few more years where we got to wait for these guys to develop unless, yeah. you know, a miracle happens and they turn into a Carter Hart. Yeah, one thing that I did read um, about Mark Hillier said this. Uh, he's like the head of scouting and like that kind of like drafting like department there. He said that like what he's been able to do, he is a 20-year-old right now but that was his 19 20 year old season there's not a lot that he hasn't done like he went to he won the whl championship he won gold, or he did really good with canada i'm not sure if they won gold i'm pretty sure they did but and like he he won playoff mvp and he won goaltender of the year like all in one span like that type of goalie like if say he was drafted like two years ago and this guy came out of nowhere and did that, like that team, like that fan base would be going crazy. Like, like how crazy are we going about Steven Sentis having this kind of breakout year and being that goaltender of the year in the OHL. And then this guy's like, yeah, I'm the WHL goalie of the year. I won playoff MVP. I won gold with Canada at the world juniors. And I had like a 25, three and two record. Like that just doesn't happen. And one thing that Mark Hillier said is he sees this type of goalie here that is like he's going to turn pro like pretty quickly too. Like he said that he was like a sign and go pro. Like it might be like one year or two in the AHL, but like this goaltender might be the most NHL ready goaltender in this draft. And we picked him up in what, the third round there? Fifth round, yeah. Fifth, we got, all right. Well, thank you everyone else in the NHL yeah. for blowing that one. Uh, also, congratulations to uh, Declan Chisholm. He's been engaged. He's in- engaged to his bride to be now. 
So that's your breaking news yeah. for this episode. <laughs> Nothing real fancy. Uh, we're a little bit upset that the yeah. Jets missed on Cristal. Yeah. So what? why would you have gone with Cristal over Barlow? I wouldn't have picked Cristal over Barlow in that spot, but like I really wanted the Jets to find a way to like trade up or like trade away like Dylan for a second round pick or something like that to get this guy because he's just like one of those talents that like sure he might have concerns about his consistency defensively and just overall skating and stuff like that but like he had 95 points and was like so such a good player in the WHL he's probably like sixth in scoring in the WHL and that type of guy is like he's 5'10 like 160 or something like that but he has so much upside like that's so like and with how this draft is with the forwards like you could have that guy in the Washington got him at 40th overall and that guy could like that guy seriously has legit like first line upside if he figures it all out and that getting that in the second round is just invaluable when some of the other picks like I would have picked Crystal before the two picks that Arizona picked oh really yeah okay Earlier today, Mike McIntyre letting us know that the Jets have shown some interest in Jeremy Swayman. How do you feel yeah. about that news? I think it's pretty good news because with Boston clearing cap space and Swayman being an RFA and Boston's center deficiencies that they are probably coming up upon with Bergeron and Krejci, like one foot out the door and not sure what's going to happen there. I think Shifley is like basically what that like kind of trade would be. And I think Swayman is a great young goaltender just coming into his own. He's been under uh, Allmark for the past two years, but I think he won the Jennings like this year for like the lowest goals against like shared with Allmark. And I think it's just, he's just a really good goaltender. That's just scratching the surface and hasn't had that chance to be a full NHL starter, but if he does, I feel like he could really take off and you wouldn't have to pay him like what hello bucks wanting. Like you could be like a $5 million deal. You really think you could get Swayman for $5 million? He's I like his games played. I don't like, I'm not sure how much like room he has to kind of barter with his contract, like his, his AAV, but He's still kind of an unproven goaltender, and it might like he might be expensive, he might not, but he's still only like 24 years old, maybe 23. I'm not exactly sure, but he's still a very young goaltender. He was drafted in 2017, like that's like only six years ago. So he's 23, maybe 24 right now. So you might have to pay him more just because of what he could become. Interesting. I like that. Uh, so would that be like a tandem of Hellebuck and Swayman for just this year? I think if you're bringing in Swayman, honestly, I think that means that they they want to trade Hellebuck or they're trying to trade him just because I don't think it's realistic to have Hellebuck and Allmark in that situation or Hellebuck and Swayman in that situation just because we saw this last year with uh with Allmark and Swayman like Swayman's going to get paid this year. Like, are you going to spend like over $10 million on your goaltending? Like you sure you could, it's like you would love to keep Swayman and Allmark, but that might just be like a luxury thing that you can't really afford 
in the long term. So they're either going to have to make a decision on Allmark or Swayman. And with the rumors going around, it looks like Swayman might be a more attractive piece just because of his age and kind of where he can fit in a, a lot of teams kind of future. Did I say Swayman and Hellebuck or did I say Ulmark and Hellebuck? You said Swayman, you said Swayman and Hellebuck, but I like, I just think that like we saw it, like, I don't think you can afford to pay Hellebuck and Swayman. But if you gave year. them both, oh, okay. So you don't want $11 million potentially yeah. tied up in those two. Yeah. But I mean, that's $11 million in your goaltending and you're guaranteed what, like yeah. 75 great starts next year? With those yeah, you would that? get, yeah, you get some great starts, but like, then you're basically saying like, yeah, like, like, what are you gonna do at the deadline? Then you're just gonna keep Hellebuck and then probably lose him for nothing. Like, the Jets are the last team that can afford to kind of lose their players for nothing. So, if I they want to go, yeah. If you pushed all the chips in and you're like, you know what, I believe in this team. I'm using the two best goaltenders that are at my disposal. I know it'd be impossible, like it'd be tough to make that cap work, but. If for whatever reason you could move on from one of those bad defensive contracts, Nate Schmidt, uh, I'd be okay with it. I'd be really okay with it. So you and, be and, and I would pay. I'd be willing oh. to pay them both. I'd be willing to pay Swayman, keep Hellebuck around for one more year, go in for the cup. You have to win with great goaltending. Use those two. Yeah, but the problem is, like you're gonna like you can only start one goaltender in the playoffs, so. No, you like, can't. You can start whoever you want. You can yeah. start. You can start multiple. Why, but like, why are we still? Why are we doing it this archaic okay, so, thing where we're putting a goaltender in for you know forty straight nights and being like, oh, why is he tired at the end of it? Oh, it's a shock. Have two goaltenders. This isn't nineteen eighty seven anymore. Actually, okay, that's but, a lie because the Oilers <laughs> had two goaltenders. So, okay, I don't know. okay, I'll ask you this then: If you're going into the playoffs and you. And you with Hellebuck and Swayman, and and Hellebuck starts game one, wins. Are you switching the goaltender? Here it is, definitively. If Connor Hellebuck wins game one, and it's like a good game for him, I play him game two. And if he keeps going, he keeps going. If there's a day where it's like, uh, actually, he kind of fell off the boat. Okay, Swayman, you're in. Like I know that's not tradition, but like sometimes not tradition wins you a cup. Okay. <laughs> That's the, I like, I feel like that is like where you would ideally want to be. But with the NHL, I think that it's like Hellebuck is going to be too expensive to do that with. Like, I think that's, you do that with Swayman and someone that's comparable to Swayman. So like when you don't really see a difference between the goaltenders. So yeah, like if so, if you had like Swayman and I don't know, like say like Milich or Dom DiVincentis are basically almost even at some point in their career and they're both on the jets let's say for this hypothetical if then i would say then like, yeah switch the goalies but when one goalie hellebuck is better than swayman i think it's like even though if hellebuck loses it's gonna be tough to say like yeah swayman is the goalie that you wanna because then you if you if hello if you lose you're gonna look like an idiot for switching out hellebuck who is a a vesna perennial vesna nominee well, like if you lose out on Hellebuck, like you're losing out on Hellebuck no matter what. And it really it'd be a shame if you drafted these two guys and then all of a sudden, you know, you can't play either of them for bringing Swayman in for whatever contract he wants. I guess still RFA, but I mean, let's just say he somehow swindles himself into an eight year deal. 
Yeah. Right? Like you just, then you're losing out. All right. In the third round, the Jets would bring in a Winnipeg boy, Zach Nearing. Yeah. Uh, you were pretty excited about this guy. Uh, tell us more about the six, three right shot winger. Yeah. So Nearing is like, like he was seen as like a kind of around this range around mid third to like early fourth round. And He's one of these guys that like was in prep school. I'm pretty sure he was at Shattuck St. Mary's prep. And over the past two years, like he had two really good years in this program. He had 85 points this year and 87 points last year. And he's going to Western Michigan university in the NCAA. And I think that he's like, he almost reminds me of Adam Lowry in a way, but like not in the same way. Like I think that this guy has more offense to give, but might be slightly less physical and like penalty kill. So this type of guy, like I think of Josh Anderson on Montreal, like kind of that physical presence kind of can get you some greasy goals, kind of grind the corners, but then like can score you some like key goals and kind of do that kind of thing. I'm not saying this guy's going to be a guarantee, but he has a lot of great things going for his game and he knows where his flaws is. He said that he needs to kind of fill into his body a little bit more and he really wants to get his skating a lot better than where it is right now. And I think that with him knowing where he needs to work on his game, I think that he could become a pretty good like middle six forward. Right on. I always like middle six guys, especially Winnipeg boys who play the corners tough. Cause I don't think he's from Winnipeg though. I thought he was. No, that's the guy I wanted. Oh, okay. <laughs> this guy, <laughs> this guy played in Winnipeg though. He played. Uh, oh, he at, played at some point. He played for the Winnipeg Junior Jets in 2014-2015. Okay, so I did. Like, I did read that and then misunderstood it as a, and connected your stuff and just like he's. Winnipeg. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted Jaden Perron. Oh. he was a Winnipeg guy. Interesting. Went interesting. after. Okay, so. I guess got to read the full article and see yeah. these headlines because yikes. Uh, Rucker McGrody taking another year to play in the NCAA. How do you feel about that yeah. one? I think it's perfect. I think that he, like, he had a really good season this year, but I don't want, like, there's no reason to rush him. And he's, he's mentioned that. He said, like, he's going to come to Winnipeg he, when he wants to be an impact player. Like, he doesn't want to come to Winnipeg when he's kind of too early for it and not going to be where he wants to be the only thing that kind of makes me a little upset is he wasn't named the captain because i feel like that would have been really nice to see just as he was the captain in the u.s program when he before he's drafted so it would have been nice to see that kind of recognition from michigan but ultimately i think it's going to be a test on mcgordy because if fantilly goes pro this year with columbus i think that he's going to be relied on a lot more than he was this year and I think it's kind of one of these seasons where he could really like, I feel like he could really show that he's really good as well. Not that we think that Rucker McGrady isn't that good, but when you have Adam Fantilli on your team and you have a season like Rucker McGrady did, like some people might correlate that, oh, he's got a good amount of points from playing on a great Michigan team. But I think that he needs to show that he's a really good player that makes Michigan a great team. I like that. I like that so much. And I mean, like you, you like to see him succeed with a team long term. And I mean, if you can yeah. start to develop chemistry with guys early on, especially in your early twenties, you can translate yeah. that to the NHL. Hopefully, a little bit better. 
And I mean, go go educate yourself there, Rucker, and enjoy Michigan. Because I mean, that has to be one of the best crowds to play in front of in all of hockey. I know Winnipeg yeah. is arguably the one of the best places to play in the NHL, but you know, enjoy it. So I guess we can talk about the other two prospects. We didn't mention them. Yeah. I guess um, we should. Um, in the fifth round at 146, the Jets picked Jacob Julian from the London Knights. Um, this pick, it's kind of a reach, kind of hoping that this player becomes better. Like, this is the one pick where I'm kind of question where the like the thought process is at. Because this guy played only 46 games and he's an overager. So this is like his draft plus one year. So... They said he was a kind of a late bloomer, but he is 6'4", so this guy is a really big body center. And London tends to produce a lot of NHL talent, so he could be, like, a good... Like, I think of, like, Logan Brown, if Logan Brown, like, developed into an NHL player. Kind of that kind of big forward that can kind of do all good things. But I think that this pick right here is going to be seen as they could have done a lot better. But Julian or Jacob Julian, that's gonna double JJ right there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think that he's he has Dale Hunter as a coach there, so I feel like he has a lot of he's gonna have great support at becoming the best player he's gonna be. Right on. And then in the seventh round, select two hundred and tenth overall, the guy who's gonna lift the Stanley Cup for the Winnipeg yeah. Jets in twelve years, because I'm calling <laughs> two Stanley Cups in the next fifteen. <laughs> Uh, we got Connor Levi's from the Kamloops Blazers. Yeah. yeah, I I really love this pick. Like he he did he was like almost point a game like with one point up like sixty seven points in sixty eight games and he had four points in the Memorial Cup and he is a two thousand and four birthday, but he's just like he's just like a good player. Like there isn't like there's nothing that he's like bad at. Like there isn't anything that like he really needs to improve upon. But everything could kind of be better. So it's kind of like. One of those like jack of all trades, but master of none. Like he's just kind of a good winger, and yeah, he he kind of like he's a good physical presence. Could be more physical. Has a good shot. Could be could be a little better. Sakumana line in light yeah. essentially. No, I'd say it's slightly better. Like I'd say like oh, almost okay. like I'd say like he's like ho- like hopefully this is a a baron, but on the right side but like maybe a little bit worse. So maybe like Appleton, I think Appleton's a good kind of comparable to what he could be. And one thing that I really like about this guy is he was also the scholastic player of the year last year. Uh, So I think that it really shows that like these, the players that the jets are drafting are players that are really dedicated to not just hockey, but just kind of all aspects. So they're going to be players that are going to give you 110%. Like, we see like Colby Barlow was the scholastic player of the year this year. So I think, and Perfetti was the one in 2020. So I think that picking players like this, where they have these accolades, but like they're accolades that reflect the, who they are as a person, more of who they are as a player, as much as player awards, like best goalie for Dom and Milich are really good. I think that these players right here, like with Levis or I think it's Levis. Yeah. I think that he could be like a diamond in a rough and you won't like, he's just a good player. That's that's all I have to say. He's a great player and he's a scholastic kid. So he's going to be dedicated. 
Yeah, you like to see it. And so hopefully the Jets got a room full of incredibly talented and talented and educated men joining them in the future here. Feels good to be a part of this organization because I have started drinking the Kool-Aid. The next couple yeah. years might be a little rough, but that's okay. Cause uh yeah. My very <laughs> early estimate, seven years from now, <laughs> the Jets win a cup. That's Can I also just mention how yeah. there was not a single trade until like the second round? Like there's not a single trade in that first round. Yeah, so. very unconventional night. I was waiting for at least one. And also the lack of booze for Gary Bettman too. Like he had to earn those booze last <laughs> night. So I think he's lost his touch. I think people are starting to realize Gary Bettman might not be as bad of a guy as we think. <laughs> <laughs> Ray. We're taking yeah. the weekend off. So you enjoy yeah. the Canada Day long weekend. Uh, we'll talk to you again on like this. Tuesday the 4th. Tuesday the 4th. All right. We're talking Independence Day. Hopefully something happens <laughs> between now and then. And if not, maybe we'll just Yeah, take we'll have free agency. Off. Free agency. So, that's what we're talking. So I guess to end this off, what's one free agent that you'd like to see the Jets pursue or re-sign? Ugh. I mean, Sam Gagne, can we bring him? <laughs> like, I, I just liked him as like a 13th forward because he could hop in and yeah. play everywhere on it with this lineup. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't pretty when he was on the top line. Like the dude's well into his 30s now, but he was a good dude to have around and I liked him. So, and he scored that yeah. the game winner in the first game of the season. So how can you not like that about Sam Gagne? Yeah, I'd have to say... I'm still liking Jesper Fast, but like I wouldn't be lying if I would love to have like Ryan O'Reilly or one of these like top free agents, but it's kind of wishful thinking. So I would say Jesper Fast just with what he might be able to bring. Yeah, we're gonna have to start talking contracts here or uh pay yeah. contracts. Yeah, free agency starts. So we're gonna I'm gonna be messaging all these signings. So hopefully we can see some Jets stay. Yeah. So. Yeah, hopefully we're talking about a really good Morgan Barron deal. Come, yeah. whenever that can. What RFA's is that? That's they don't have week. to sign. They don't have to. They don't sign, have to. No. Um, but yeah, we could be losing some Jets legends and Axel Johnson, Fialbi, Sam Gagne, David Riddick, but no kind of players that are that much of an impact. So no, it'd be nice I... to keep some of these players, but. You, you do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, yeah, like I said, we'll talk about this next week. Yeah. Uh, find me a goalie that you want to <laughs> as a backup or heck, even as a starter this year or this next year. We'll talk about that next week on Tuesday. So tune into that. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. Do all that good jazz. Follow Ray on, well, you tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Ray how Ray.how on Instagram. And if you have any questions that you want, covered we can still cover a couple prospects because there's going to be the just development camp coming up in the next couple days so if you want any insight on players playing in that or some free agent players as well we can do that as well yeah shoot raise some messages he always does them up really well i appreciate when he does them because <laughs> they are very structured and man you do a great job <laughs> uh make sure you check out jetsnation.ca follow us on instagram tiktok facebook twitter I don't know. If you see us, it's probably us. I don't think anyone's intimidating Jets Nation here just yet. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, give me a follow. We'll out, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Ray, you have a great weekend. 
everyone else, yeah. peace out. Take it easy and go Jets go. Go Jets go.